Welcome in to 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And as promised, once again, I am going to be focusing in on a key player who just had a pretty encouraging performance, but still has had a very puzzling year, and we need to talk about him because, as I said yesterday, there are no two players more important to the future of the Colorado Rockies than Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland. And if we want to take that thought process one step further, there is no one player more important to certainly the immediate future of the Colorado Rockies. Their ability to potentially go from this very difficult, very painful to watch Team that's uh, and I did I did say it was official that they weren't going to lose a hundred. They could still go zero for nineteen. I'm actually recording this just before the Saturday game, so maybe by the time you're listening to this, they'll have notched the W that makes it official. I guess I'll rescind if they lose out. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, the narrowly missing the hundred losses, whatever it may be. Right? How do they go from this to something that can? compete for an above 500 record next year and maybe one of these postseason spots now that we see you know more teams that are competitive getting in and and more of an incentive to stay competitive and and buy at the trade deadline even though there are some weird ones and I'm going to get into some of that stuff when the season starts to wrap up while the season's still going I'm going to keep it on the Colorado Rockies that first week I think after the season's over I'll probably start getting into some of my thoughts on like how the trade deadline impacted these postseason teams what my picks are for that you know sort of awards and all of that but let's keep it on the local ball club while they're technically still out there playing um so of course you know how do they go from that team that they are right now to something resembling competitive next year, right? And there's a lot of things that have to go their way. They, they have to make smart decisions in the offseason. I think they need to make some coaching changes. I think they need to make some philosophical adjustments. And they're going to need to make several additions and subtractions to the roster. But all of that is actually going to be secondary to just the starting pitchers that they already have getting it together. And obviously the guy who as it is at the center of that the most is Armand Marquez. For years and years and years, he's been somebody who has shown elite ability, but not elite results. At times, in individual games, elite results, right? We've seen him flirt with no hitters several times, have... He's double-digit strikeout games, and even games like he showed us yesterday, game one in Chicago. Seven innings pitched, two earned runs, a couple of walks, four strikeouts. But the seven innings and the two earned runs is obviously something that more often than not, you're going to take out of your starter. And if he had done that more often than not this season, lots of things may have gone differently, right? And, And he was so 
frustratingly bad at the beginning. But and and even though I would say for the last month and a half or so, I've seen better consistency out of him. There was still right his his last outing before this one in Chicago was against the Diamondbacks, and he gave up nine earned runs in four innings to a not particularly good offense. They got some hitters in there, but they're not you know the Dodgers or anything, right? So or the Astros. So with Marquez, he's stuck in, uh, I think, as much purgatory in terms of how do you analyze him. And and it's very indicative of where this team is at right now, right? So for his career, Marquez has a 111 ERA plus, right? There have been times it's been much better than that. Uh, The highest he had in his career was a 138 in 2020. So the shortened season, but the 125 in 2018, that year the Rockies were, you know, competitive, 191 games, all that. The 377 raw ERA, bunch of strikeouts, keeps the walks down. That's something he's always been very good at is is not walking a lot of people. And that's remained pretty steady this year as well. But the ERA plus is right now sitting at a career low of 91. In his age 27 season, which should be the middle of his prime, right? This should be prime Marquez years in terms of his physicality, in terms of his mentality. He's now been in the league for, you know, we're not really counting the cup of coffee he got at the end of 2016. So let's say one, two, three, four, five. This is his sixth full season of Major League Baseball. He's 27 years old. He's a veteran. He's got the experience. He's been through some ups and downs, uh, but he's had pretty consistent success. His ERA plus numbers by year, 115, 125, 108, 138, 109. So even his down years, he's been comfortably above league average. So what is going on with Marquez and this, you know, being 20 points below where he needs to be? The 514 raw ERA. You know, there's still been some decent strikeouts. And and like I said, the, the strikeout to walk ratios have been okay. Uh, I'm on game logs, so let me bring that up really quick. But the problem with Marquez this year has been a total lack of consistency and a total lack of... Uh, to, to, again, I guess further that exact notion, consistency with the fastball in particular. You know, so that just to get to the numbers, the strikeouts, uh, just over seven per nine. So it's a little lower than his normal, which is uh, over eight per, but it's, it's not a huge drop off, but one strikeout per nine innings that he's missing this year. And, and the walk rate at 317 per nine above the 270 but again not not dramatically so right it's just that when he's getting hit he's really getting hit he's getting hit hard he's giving up home runs and he's not fooling guys with his fastball and so he's had to go to his secondary stuff a whole lot more and this is why I've talked a lot about coaching and philosophy in these things throughout the season because I don't think that Armand Marquez forgot how to pitch. And his stuff, when you when you look at it, 
there were times earlier in the season where like his velocity was down and that was kind of a concern. And, you know, in the off season, we can get into some nitty gritty studies if we really want to on like how much was his fastball running, you know, him using the the sinker versus the four seamer, which, which counts is he using those pitches in, right? But the fact of the matter is, whether it's the sequencing or the execution of the pitch, he's not beating people with his fastball. And he used to pretty consistently be able to beat guys with his fastball. And so there needs to be a change in approach. Uh, there needs to be a, a recognition that uh, about whatever is off. And again, that that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of little things and, and the changes to them will, there's a myriad of possible changes to them. You can make mechanical adjustments. You can make uh, changes to approach and, and philosophy and all of that. But I'm, I'm thinking it's going to need to be several of those things in tandem because the Rockies can't go anywhere if their best pitcher is below league average. And, you know, obviously you say, well, actually, Freeland's been their best pitcher but by production. Uh, clearly, he, he has been. But Marquez needs to be that guy. Now, uh, and I think I said this yesterday, you know, does he need to be a 135 to 145 ERA plus guy who's challenging for Cy Young, the, the type of guy we've always thought he he could and quite frankly, in some ways should become given the quality of his stuff and his ability to get swings and misses? Look, I still think that possibility is out there, right? And I think that... We need to at least leave open the possibility that he could become that guy. But the the more important thing is just getting back to being consistently above league average and from start to start, you know, not having these blow up games. They've always been a bugaboo for him, even when he was really good. So now that he's having a down year, the blow up starts are even just that much more well infuriating on the one hand and then and then <laughs> hurtful to his numbers. Right. Uh, so the other thing that's going to be really interesting about this though, moving forward is that next year, 2023 is the final year of his deal, his age 28 season. So still should be right in that prime, right? 27, 28 is usually the time and it's not consistent for everybody, but that's usually the time these guys are at their physical peak. And especially if you've debuted you know, early enough should be, you should be able to combine that with a decent amount of experience and, and have the best of your production, not the worst, which is just totally baffling about this guy right now. And then there's always been that question of the contract year, right? And is it a magical thing? Is it a conscious thing? Is it a subconscious thing? But the fact is that there's, you know, no guarantee that the Rockies, well, there is a club option now for 2024. If the Rockies want to pick it up. So Marquez is set to make $15 million next year, which is a number he's been worth in the past. It's basically probably about on average what he has been worth throughout his career. And he's made less than that, right? Because that's how these contracts are structured. So we went from uh, $4 million to $7 million. 11 this year and it'll be 15 next year but if he doesn't pitch above if he has another down year like he like this year where he's at a 90 
or even if he's just at a hundred, you know, a perfectly league average pitcher in terms of his ERA plus, there's no reason to pick up his club option for 16 million in 2024. Now that you'll have two seasons in a row of sample size. So whether Marquez wants to get paid by the Rockies or by somebody else, if they decide that's too rich for their blood either way, but he wants to go out and test the free agent market, he needs to pitch well next year. It it is absolutely in the best interest of his career. And this is the time, you know, when you get paid, this is going to be the best opportunity in his career for a big paycheck. This is what agents and ball players aim for is for you to become a free agent while you're still in your twenties. Right. And it had been possible. The Rockies would have offered Marquez a, a lucrative contract extension and, and taken this conversation off the table. Had he been pitching much better the last year? Well, really this year, uh, last year, he wasn't great either, though. So, like, again, if he'd been phenomenal last year and pretty good this year, we might not be having this conversation. But that hasn't been the case. And so, n- not only is this true about where Marquez is, this is also basically the microcosm of where the entire team is. And he'll be the first domino to fall if this version of the team does end up getting blown up at the end of next year. Because if Marquez isn't good like I said at the beginning, then it's going to be very difficult for the team to be good. And if the team loses another 90-plus ball games next year and Marquez has another down year, there's no way they pick up that option. He becomes a free agent, and you start looking at other ways to, you know, build up your rotation, whether that's from drafts that you've done in between time or or trading or going the free agent route, which almost never works for this club. But whatever you do at that point, you have to shift gears, right? And so in that way, the timing of it is actually kind of fortunate for, you know, the Rockies to allow this to to kind of play out right now and see what he's going to do. Because if he's good next year, it goes the other way, right? And it, pretty quickly, you say, well, if, if he has like a 120 ERA plus season, you pick him up for another 16 mil because while that's not, you know, cheap, it's also not absolutely bank busting for the following year. And by 24, you really should be getting a, a huge injection of the talent from the minor league system that's now ranked a lot higher. According to MLB Pipeline, that's when you should be seeing guys like, Zach Veen and Drew Romo and Benny Montgomery and who knows what Michael Tolia and Elias Montero and Ezekiel Tovar have become by then. You know, do any of these pitchers from Carl Kaufman, Peter Lambert, Helcris Oliveras, Ryan Rollison, like that entire group that has a ton of intriguing potential, but they've all been injured. Like they can't all stay injured, can they? But we should know a lot more going through next year. And That was, I guess, an incredibly long-winded way of saying if given, I think, the the proper coaching and and instruction, whatever he needs on that level, and again, I think making those proper adjustments. And I'm saying this as I'm watching the guy pitch right now and just even the beginning of that game against the Cubs is is incredibly frustrating uh, from the approach to the execution. The body language hasn't been great this year. Marquez in no uncertain terms, needs to get it together. 
that said, all of the peripheral signs of a guy potentially getting it together, him being in the peak of his prime, him having every financial incentive to get it together, whether he wants to stay on this team or go on. If he wants to get paid, he got to play good next year. Simple as that. Guys like getting paid, (laughs) you know? He's going to have all his focus on this because this is his chance to get a big honking paycheck. And it could even go the other way. He could play so well, he prices himself out of the Rockies' uh, pay range altogether. If he has like a Cy Young caliber type of season next year and the Rockies have a little bit of a surprise season, he could earn himself a $25 million a year contract because that's what people will pay for really good starting pitching. But he's got to prove to the world that his talent and his ability are finally going to match up with the results because they never have, not for long enough anyway. But if ever there was a time for him to do it, get himself paid, Maybe help his team save a little bit of face. They can be decent next year behind a tandem of Marquez and Freeland who are fully motivated, fully healthy. And and maybe, I again, I've said this and I'll keep saying, I have a, some fresh voices in the room to, to take a look at, at how they're going through their approaches because the guys are just too skilled to not be achieving the kind of success that they have at other times in their career. And I just think that, A lot of that has got to be on the coaching. But Marquez holds the keys to next year in his hands. And like I said, I I think he's both the biggest factor in if he has a really good season, the Rockies could potentially surprise people. If he has a really bad season, there's almost no chance they surprise people. And then from a bigger standpoint, franchise-wide, because... That, I think, is would be the biggest indicator if they had another bad year that they need to completely reform that rotation. Probably still around Kyle Freeland, uh, you know, because he's been signed and, and they at least feel like he represents a certain kind of rock at Coors Field and the home, all of that, all the things, you know, that Kyle Freeland brings. Even if he's not going to be your number one, you feel like at worst a number four, right? And he's he's they've paid him, so that's decided. But I think, you know, if it goes bad for Marquez, you're completely rebuilding around Freeland. If not, you're you're keeping this group together a little bit. Obviously, Austin Gomber is going to be a really interesting X factor in all of this as well. Sensatello, when he comes back, you can't do it with just two pitchers. It's just that those are the first two tent poles that have to go up right? If those two guys aren't solid, none of the rest of it matters. If they are, you still need a bunch of other things to fall into place. I don't want to make it sound like if Marquez is good, then the team will be good. No, no, no. It's just if Marquez is good, that opens up the possibility for the team to be good. And that's the most important distinction there. But I think there's a decent chance that that can happen. Like I said, because I think he's going to be as motivated as he's ever been in his career, still in his physical peak, hopefully at a mental place where he's got some clarity about what he's been doing that hasn't been working, what he's done throughout his career that does work and how he can put it all together and truly be that guy. I still think it's in there despite how frustrating he's been to watch this year. I still think it's in there for Marquez, but we'll have to watch this space. That's why we watch the games. That's why we see, you know, they don't play him on paper. Uh, these guys aren't just the the collection of their skill set, are they? Uh, if you you grade them all out, Marquez has tools that dramatically overwhelm Kyle Freeland's, but Freeland is having the much better season 
because of all of the intangible things that he's doing much better. And that's where if Marquez can get that part of his game together, he really can become something special. But until he does that, he and the Rockies pretty much stuck in purgatory. So let me know what you think of Marquez, what you think of, uh, of his future, the possibility, what you think the issue is, all that stuff. There's a lot more to unpack here with this one very important baseball player for this team. So I'd love to hear what everybody thinks. Hit me up on Twitter or in the Discord if you've got access. Slide to my DMs if you're curious. Appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network and, of course, all the written content over at milehighsports.com. Other than that, I can only ever ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.